Yo, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to episode three of the Backcourt Boys. We got a lot to talk about today. And uh, first off, let me just introduce the co-host like I always do, Ben Bosin and Ethan Rosenblum. How are we doing, guys? Good, good. Doing great, doing great. It's Friday. All right, let's, let's, let's hop right into our first topic. Kevin Durant has been rumored to the Boston Celtics. Jalen Brown did not seem too happy on, the, on uh, Twitter about it. So that, that is a potential blockbuster deal. It'd be centered around Jalen Brown and probably some assets for Kevin Durant. So, Ethan, let's dive into it. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, so I, this is crazy. Um, obviously, the KD Kyrie uh, rumors died down, obviously, over the past, you know, couple weeks. This is just, we could talk about it. I'm glad we didn't talk about it in the group chat or anything. So we're, we're first hearing our, you know, first thoughts here. I'm going to come out and say this. If, if the Nets are still, like, they should obviously try to hold on to KD and Kyrie. But if those relationships are like unrepairable, they should be pouncing on the opportunity to get Jalen Brown in a package. He is far and away the best, I would say, trade piece in a package that they have received or we've heard of in a possible destination. You know, Phoenix, we heard Aiden, Toronto, Scotty Barnes, Miami, Tyler Hero, Bam Adebayo, one or the other. Jalen Brown has already proven himself to be a, a top 20, 25 player in the NBA. I just think that if this if the Nets are serious about getting rid of Katie and Kyrie, they need to be hopping all over this. Ben, what do you think? Uh yeah, I think they should hop all over it as well. Um, but at the same time, like that was my initial reaction, I'd say. But now that I'm thinking about it, and they're gonna have to tag on smart um in this deal. And I just don't think that they should be doing that, in my opinion. Well, that was the first deal. Let's preface the first deal that was reported was Brown, Derek White, and like a first probably was offered from the Celtics to the Nets. The Nets countered, I think, with like Smart, Brown, Rob Will, and like two picks. So obviously that's too much. Yeah. But if it's Brown, White, and a first, I think you have to do that if you're the Celtics. <sighs> it's yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said Brown and White. Brown, white, and a first, I think. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. But the Nets aren't going for that at all. They're not – once again, they're not underselling. They're going to obviously count. Yeah, it's just – I – Kyrie's gone if Katie's gone. So – but you then you have a solid, like, young core player in Jalen Brown who's 24 and 6, 25, 26 years old, hitting the prime of his career. It's like that is the prototypical perfect player you would get to fill in for Kevin Durant on a Celtics front. And I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on this. I think they're already the favorites, odds-wise and just on paper-wise, to win the NBA championship. Like, do Kevin Durant is obviously an upgrade over Jalen Brown. That's everyone knows that. But it, I don't know about like the chemistry. I, what do you guys think? It's like you're breaking up that duo that just made it to a finals, was you know a couple games away. You just got Malcolm Brogdon ready to run it back, and then you just break it up for KD, who's 34. What do you guys think? Yeah, I, I don't really love the fit in the sense that like Jason Tatum and Kevin Durant are very much like one-on-one -on -one shot creators. So I think that would really mess up the offense. Obviously, like the talent would be unbelievable, but I feel like you take a hit in terms of your ball movement and also on defense. So definitely would make them talented, but I probably would keep Jalen Brown just because KD players have been going more deeper into their late 30s, but he, what's he, 33, 34? He has at least we'd say at most three more years in his prime. So I would keep Brown and just 
have your window be open for the next eight years instead of just a three-year title run. Because again, they were literally two wins away from winning the title and they just added Malcolm Brogdon. So I would just rather just run it back with the score. Ben, what do you think? Yeah, I honestly slightly disagree with you on the point of that they couldn't fit side-by-side with Tatum, Kevin Durant and Tatum. I think Brown's kind of a slashing ISO score that isn't really a creator anyway. So, and I think Ime Udoka was a coach for the Nets, um, coach Kevin Durant like the year prior from his head coaching, first year head coaching gig with the Celtics. So I think he knows how to coach Kevin Durant. I think he's a great coach. He's proved it all season. I think they can fit together just because the talent is off the charts. I just think that, one of the biggest things in today's NBA that is finally starting to be talked about is the is teams and organizations are starting to realize, in my opinion, that getting away from the let's trade eight years of assets, trade all the guys we've been de- developing, trade all of our culture away for two stars has not really worked outside of the Lakers bubble championship. I mean, the Bucks basically homegrown their, you know, Middleton and Giannis and, and a couple surrounding pieces. Uh, for years let it develop and then they made that big big move to get him over the hump so I don't think that Drew Holiday trade changed their culture then you look at the Clippers they haven't won anything with Kawhi and Paul George the Lakers are doomed for the next decade because of their whole you know moving so that like and then and then you look at the great teams right now the budding Grizzlies the Warriors the Celtics all all the teams that are the Suns for the most part all the teams that are going so far right now have great cultures built from the bottom and are kind of built for the future. And I, I think culture over these trade everything for stars is starting to be the trend, getting away from the player empowerment kind of thing. It's just my opinion. I think if the Celtics, I believe that the Nets won't do the trade unless they get Marcus Smart or, or Rob Williams or some like big piece to their identity. And I just do not think that that's worth it, worth it at this point. Yeah, I think like I just said with the Bucks, like that was such a great fit because like they were starting – bled so at point guard like draw it was such an upgrade obviously kd is an upgrade over jalen brown but again eight years older and like not the perfect fit so i kind of yeah i agree like maybe going all in on kd it's it it could backfire greatly it it could and ben that's a great point about like culture and obviously the only team that we've seen it work with like you mentioned is the lakers with the bubble and everyone's like oh pelicans won that trade no they didn't uh, cause the Lakers won a championship yeah. uh, I'm on the front of like you have Jason Tatum who's about to, I'm, I'm so big on Jason Tatum. He's about to ascend into like a different stratosphere in my opinion, player wise. Do you, are you content with running it with JB and him for the next, um, you know, seven to eight years, if they're both healthy, if you could, if you could lock them both down, which obviously they will with the max contracts now. Or do you, do you, the devil's advocate is like, do you trade for Kevin Durant, who's a top five player in the NBA right now, and, and say, this is our three to four year window. We're going to try and win a championship and screw whatever happens after that. It's a weird dilemma that, that needs to be answered. But it's like, do the Celtics need to do this? It would make them better, obviously, but it's like, I don't think they need to do this. Um, and the Celtics and Nets don't have great history trading with each other. So I don't know why. I, those GMs are even picking up the phone with one another anymore. Yeah, if they if they flamed out in like the Eastern Conference semis, Eastern Conference finals, I'd say like maybe they need that extra push. This court that'd be like that'd be like three or four straight years where they just either made the Eastern Conference finals or Eastern Conference semis. But the fact they were two games away and they did make a pretty big trade this summer from Malcolm Brogdon, I think you at least give it one more year of let's try to run it back, and then maybe next summer you make a big trade. So I'd hold off on it this year. 
Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think so. Th- there was a thing that like in in uh, Danny Ainge's like ten, what is it, ten to fifteen year run as the GM of the Celtics, he traded like in total like three first round picks. In Brad Stevens is like what is he two years now, year and a half. Yes. He's traded three first round picks already. So it's like they've already kind of dished out more assets, future assets, than they've already usually done in their past, you know, decade of history. Um, so, so so adding on to this Kevin Durant trade, giving another haul for a guy that has proven that you can't keep him happy after two years, no matter where he goes. I just don't like that for the culture. I don't like that for the team long term. It's like how you, the guy plays at Oklahoma City, budding superstars. Can't keep him happy because he wants to play with less athletes and wants to play with more skilled players. He goes to Golden State. The culture is already set there. So, you know, he wasn't messing anything up. He wasn't messing, you know, what they had going. He just added to it. But then all of a sudden he wants to play more ISO basketball because off-ball movement wasn't enough for him. So then he, he's not happy with the best team of the last 10 years. So then he leaves, goes to Brooklyn. He chooses his teammate. And then he's not happy with him. So, like, what are you going to do to keep that guy happy? And I don't think at this stage in his career, as you said, Mike, he only has three years left in his prime, probably left anyway. So just I don't think they should just throw away a 24-year-old or 25-year-old uh, stud out, out, out of the window and ruin your culture for it. Didn't they trade in a first for Derek White, correct? Yes. Like, that's – which is, like, you might say on the surface, oh, first-round pick for Derek White's crazy, but he showed he could play a little bit in the finals for them, and that first-round pick was, what, like, 27, 28? So, I'm on the – like, a first-round pick at that value isn't really that crazy. It's just the, the sound of, oh, that first-round pick is so enticing to other GMs. Oh, you see it with Presti in Oklahoma City. But, yeah, I'm, it's so weird. It's, like, that is the best player you're going to get back if you're the Nets for Kevin Durant. Jalen Brown would be the best player in the league right now. It's probably up for trade that you could get back. So they're in like a weird, I don't, I really don't think it's going to happen. I think I, as someone who holds a Nets 27 to one ticket for the championship, um, I hope Katie and Kyrie stay, but I don't think it's, I don't think that that's a trade that the Celtics should be so eager to make, but we'll see. I mean, I think it might've just been like a, a two, it's a two, classic 2.30 a.m. Woj bomb where he just spews nonsense and then gets everybody riled up in the morning. So ESPN could talk about something for like a week because there's nothing <laughs> going on right now, like actually nothing. Um, so it did its job. We talked about it. But Ben, did you want to hop into um, like some of the trade destinations you thought were kind of cool? Yeah, as I was kind of just looking into it, um, one trade trade uh, proposal, which I thought was pretty interesting. I'm not saying like every team should probably do it realistically, but the Suns get Kevin Durant, Joe Harris, the Nets get Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, John Collins, AJ Griffin, and three first round picks, and the Hawks get DeAndre Aiden. So I think you're going to coming from. What'd you say? Who who are the first round picks coming? <laughs> My- the, you know, uh, the Hawks. I think the Hawks are still ready, ready, looking to dole out more picks. The even Hawks, the Murray the trade Hawks are sending three first John Collins and A.J. Griffin for DeAndre Ayton. Well, the so, – uh, well, yeah, actually, I don't really know where all the picks are coming from, but okay. probably some for, probably from some from the Suns, not going to lie. Yeah. I'm assuming they have a bunch. Yeah, they would have to trade too. You're not just giving up Mikhail, Jay, Cam Johnson, and 
Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, they'd probably let's let's hypothetically say they give up two first. Yeah, that's a neat uh, three team trades are just so rare. They're so rare, I think, especially with like high caliber players. Um, it's like so the Nets get back AJ Griffin as as like the high leverage players, they get back AJ Griffin, John Collins, and Mikhail. Yeah, I don't know. It's because like, it's like then you still have Simmons, whereas that shooting's gonna be god awful and on the starting five now. Well, the well, three of the four players I named, their main thing is shooting. Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, AJ Griffin are all shooters. Once again, I think the biggest failure of that trade is just that they don't like the Nets want a star to continue to contend mm-hmm. or like a good young player. Yeah. And none of those players, you know, they're all a bunch of good starters. But there's there's not really that one star. Oh yeah. But if we're talking value to value, I mean, I'll be honest. Did you come up with that by yourself? No. Uh, (laughs) I thought you did as a value. I know Stradamus, but yeah, that's like it's a neat trade. Three team trades are just so rare. I feel. Yeah, I'm. I'll be honest. I I don't love it for the Suns. You're getting rid of their like three like three of their best defenders. Like obviously, Katie. Like the talent on that team would be absurd. But like. Their entire like perimeter interior defense, I think, would like take a massive hit. Yeah, but they've already proved they've their GM has already proven that they they don't care about the long term. They're yeah. more willing to sign Chris Paul and they're willing to sign DeAndre So it's like I, I, you're, you're I, buying I, into the three year yeah, window anyway. I understand that, but like as crazy as it is, I think like it could make them a worse team. Like obviously, like they'd be one of the best offensive teams ever, but like they would get deleted defensively. Yeah. <laughs> Like the lead, yeah. Chris Paul, Booker, KD, yeah. yeah. Just God, just because true. Aiden and Bridges are such good defenders, and even Cam Johnson's a sick like three and D guy. That like, yeah, you need it's it's proven in the NBA. You need like a I think it's like a t- every past like ten champions have all had, like top eight defenses, and I think that one would be sniffing bottom tier. Yeah, Biombo makes the leap. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I got two quick things. Off the off the eight and uh, off the KD JV rumor, all that that we just talked about. Uh, first, Colin Sexton still a free agent. Saw that Cavs offered him three for forty, and he turned that down. It's like he yeah, had no no doubt he's turning that down. He's yeah, he's a twenty three point per game scorer. That's like twenty three years old and absurd on the defensive end. I, I'm confused why he's still a free agent. I know he got injured, but I, I'll never forget him playing the Nets last year. Maybe he had the best like five-minute spurt in NBA history he had like 12 threes but yeah he's a stud player not sure why they're offering him like 11 million dollars or at 11 but like 14 million dollars a year that makes no sense to me yeah I saw I saw he's averaging 24 and a half points per game four and a half assists per game on 48 37 and 82 splits at 23 years old looking at the numbers that's pretty good but ah sometimes with the eye I mean I just think with the biggest thing with the eye test I didn't love him watching those Cavs teams but I think at the same time, there was just like a power struggle between him and Garland. Yeah. yeah. And specifically that year where he was healthy and playing, Garland didn't make that leap yet. And honestly, Garland wasn't like looking very great. So I just think between them, they didn't know kind of how to really operate. But I think if Sexton does find a good fit, he could be a pretty good player. Yeah, it is tough. Like, yeah, like the last the last year we saw him fully play, like the Cavs suck, but he put up a bunch of points. Then he's like out for the entire year and the Cavs are almost a playoff team. He's mm. definitely going to land somewhere. But yeah, I think he's a very one-dimensional player. He just gets buckets. He doesn't really offer anything else to the offense or on defense. So he definitely is not going to get like a massive contract. But yeah, I'm, I'm surprised like 
a young team hasn't like offer sheeted him just for like shits and gigs. I might just be like uh, spewing right now, but he's a clutch guy. Is it crazy to say that he goes on like I don't know what the Lakers cap is. Is it possible he goes on like a like a Malik Monk esque deal to the Lakers for like one year, like minimum? I don't like nobody's clearly intending on signing him. I, I, I think him for what he wants, at least. Yeah, well, I think he just take from, the Cavs offer, honestly. Like, betting on yourself, that, that's tough, especially with the Lakers, how, like, inconsistent they've been. Yeah. Um, so he's just I, not going to have the ball. That's just something I wanted to throw up. But also, uh, one of my friends from school the other day was brought up a pretty – being an OKC fan, I, we could talk about this real quick. I, I'd love to hear you guys' thoughts. Would you do uh, an SGA for Donovan Mitchell – with some other assets coming from OKC trade, if you were the Thunder, yeah. How old? How much older is Mitchell than Gilgis? Probably like maybe two years. Two years at most. Yeah, I mean, I I love Shea, but like Donovan's a clearly better player, and he's still young, where it like fits your timeline. It would have to be like, what are the other assets that they ask for, like Giddy or something? Then no, like, that, I don't think it would even be that though. It'd probably be like Shea, maybe like Robinson. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, at first I was like, hell no. And then he was saying it was like, that'd be a sick fit next to Giddy because I'm still concerned about how Shay and Giddy are going to really fit together. Uh, Shay's all, Shay's just three balls, just not where it needs to be yet. So it's like, I don't know if he can play catch and shoot. But, but Giddy's is worse. You'd rather bet on Giddy? I guess he's younger, but I'm, like, I'm, he doesn't have as much value. I'm, probably, probably I'm very high on Giddy. Yeah, you, you probably can't center the Donovan Mitchell trade around Giddy, I'd assume. No. Yeah, he's not good enough. But um, it, yeah, it, and it depends. Like, does Presty want to tank one more year and try to yeah, get? That's, like, that's what I, I just wanted to. I just wanted to throw in my OKC talk real quick. <laughs> it's, it's all good. Okay, uh, so let's hop into our top five point guards. Um, so since it's pretty slow in the off season, we're just gonna go through our top five at each position every episode until we get, you know, some more news, just so that we have some content to talk about. I guess I could go first if you guys want. How do we want to do this? Can I just go through my five? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm just going to go one, two, three, four, five, and then we could all say our one, two, three, four, fives, and then discuss maybe anything that we see through it. Uh, one, I'm going to yeah, go. Can I ask one question? Are, yeah. are we including Luka Doncic as a point guard? Yes, I did. Uh, and, this is, and this is going into this season, correct? Going into this season. Yeah. That's what, okay. All right, okay. we're on the same page. All right. One, Steph Curry. Two, Luka Doncic. Three, Trey Young. Four, Kyrie Irving. Five, John Morant. Kyle's sleeping on Morant, in my opinion. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm. You got, you guys go real quick, and then we can discuss. I'll go. I got, I got Doncic one, Curry two, Morant three, Trey Young, then Kyrie. Ben, I got Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, John Morant, Trey Young, Damian Lillard. I was going to say, I wasn't sure if all of us were going to leave Dame off. Yeah. It's... Uh, so, uh, yeah, I was – the only reason I have Steph over Luka is just because of what he just did in the finals. Like, Oh, yeah. But so there's – uh... Well, Mike had Luka yeah. one. It's like the, the gap I... is – the gap is not that big. <laughs> I just I just think of like – like if you switch the – it's like Luka is so, so much and carries so much for his team that like – He's just on such a worse team. Like, yes, Steph definitely won the title, played great. But, like, I just like Luka's overall game on offense more. 
Um, he can carry a team more. Like if you switched, if you switched Steph with the with Doncic, I think the Warriors easily win the title. Still, I don't think the the Mavericks are making the East, the Western Conference Finals though. I don't know. I'm 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 all for playing devil's devil's advocate, but like Steph could carry a team if you wanted to. I mean, you just saw it. I yeah. mean, he still he still had like like Doncic's second best player was Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie's decent, but like to, to carry that team to the Western Conference. So I was like, Steph didn't have another star, but like Wiggins is solid. Yeah, Poole. Clay is solid. Poole is solid. That Clay's pretty washed, but Ray is like a defensive beast. Like I, I I'm a Doncic guy. Like the, you guys know, I've been hyping him up for a while. I think he's, hey, like, he's sick. He's gonna be the best player in the league I, in a couple of years. I just think that honestly, like, and I was one of them. That's why I can say it is like before this playoff started, Mike, you actually predicted the Warriors go to go far, but like. I'm not saying I pr- didn't think the Warriors could do anything, but everyone was kind of saying, like, is Draymond a little bit washed or forgotten about? Clay hadn't really been shooting the ball well since he'd gotten back and honestly didn't in the playoffs. Their second-best player was Wiggins. Who would have thought that the team who won the finals, the second-best player was going to be Andrew Wiggins? So it's like everyone, just because they won, everyone's like, well, we're the, well, they're the Warriors. They're, like, super good. It's like, well, maybe a huge product of that is how damn good Steph Curry is. Like, he, he's, he's, he's not the on-the-ball guy who Luca is and, you know, gets 15, 14 rebounds and 10 assists because he doesn't hold the ball all the time. He's literally an off-the-ball player. But he completely orchestrates their whole offense and is just he's just such a offensive pull. It's just it's, – it's, it's absurd. He's, he's sure. won the chip. He's the number one point guard for me. Real, real quick before we keep talking point guards, I saw a, a crazy Reddit on Twitter um, that involved Andrew Wiggins. So I just wanted to bring it up. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw in 2011, Kawhi Leonard was drafted 15th overall. 2019, he won the chip. 2012, so the following year, Anthony Davis got drafted with the first pick. Lakers won the 2020 NBA championship. 2013, Giannis got drafted 15th overall. They won in 2021. 2014, Wiggins got drafted first. Next year, Warriors win the chip. So if you see that pattern, it's it's 15-1, 15-1. And then it was 15 next. It was the 15th pick in 2015. Kelly Oubre Jr. It's <laughs> <laughs> the year, bro. You gotta go get Tsunami Poppy. After we oh. go trade for Kevin Durant, it's a lock. But I, I, that was just something funny I saw. But yeah, that's crazy that Wiggins was the second best player on a championship team. I mean, he balled out. Good for him. He was an all star. He was an all star starter. Why are we surprised? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Davis, but, um, Did you guys both have Trey Young? Where, where was Trey Young? I had him fourth. I think. I think I'm the highest on Trey Young so far. Yeah, I had him at four. Even I had him over three. Kyrie, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, Trey's just a stud. I, I mean, showed that he could bring a team to an Eastern Conference Finals, shoots the three ball at, like, an incredibly high rate. For a guy with crazy volume, one of the best passers we have in the NBA. I think the – so I had Ja five. Or did you, you guys had Ja pretty high. I had him three. Yeah. That's crooked. <laughs> I don't know. I just I would take That's Trey and Kyrie over Ja. You would take Kyrie over yeah, Ja. I not take Kyrie. You wild? That's wild. <laughs> I was, I was, all right, so there's stats. Kyrie 27, 4 and 6, 47 and 42. It's just leading a team, not even just like stats. Just Kyrie does put up stats. Like as Kyrie, your number one option. Yeah, I mean, obviously the, the extracurriculars with Kyrie are just crazy, but you saw what he could yeah. do in that Boston series, just that game one. Just, Dude, first of all, they got swept, so I don't care what he did in game one. I know, but... But uh, also, also, first of all, John Morant is extremely young, 
And it, his room for getting better going heading into further seasons is way higher than Kyrie Irving, in my opinion. Also, yeah, really forget forget the extracurriculars. Like Kyrie Irving, when he was putting up ridiculous numbers this regular season, was when he was playing every like nine yeah. days. Every other game, yeah. So 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 no, not even every other. It was like every like you know week he was playing once a night. Yeah. It's like anyone. I'm not saying it could, like anyone can do it because he was obviously like masterful what he was doing displaying but like once he started playing like every single game when the, once they lifted the mandate he started coming back down to earth he wasn't putting up like like he's still absolutely absurdly amazing to watch it's like actually crazy but i there's no way i'm picking him over john moran yeah like moran every night was going balls to work yeah, up yeah. like 27 6 and yes. 7 and i mean he's finally like i was looking at stats like finally like developed like a good jump shot like last year he was 30 percent. now he's at like 35 percent like only going up. Great, great passer, <laughs> one of the most athletic finishers. He's just a treat to watch. Yeah, I don't know. I, <clears throat> I love Ja. He's going to be a great player for the Grizzlies. I, I just would take Kyrie, I think. I, if you put Kyrie on that Grizzlies team, I still think they're going to be really freaking good. They're going to be the second seed in the West? I mean, the second seed in the West was just like, like we said, they were so hungry. Like, I want to see them back it up this year. Um, I think they will. We'll see. I, I would hope I hope they will, but I yeah, I, it's picking apples and oranges. I, I we both had we both had Dame off, Mike. I just Dame's sick. I can't believe he's getting paid sixty million dollars a year. Yeah. Um, hope he's healthy, but I, he is a top five point guard when healthy. It's just we haven't seen him in a year, so I don't know what we're gonna get. Yeah, no, that like, like it's no disrespect if he comes out and averages like twenty seven, like he usually does next year. That's fair, but like. Yeah, you don't know. He's, what, like 32 at this point because he was, like, a four-year guy in college. So he just got to prove it again. As, as like, maybe that's, like, disrespectful, but he, but he has to. It's not really disrespectful. Like, I, I speaking as the one guy that put Dame on my five and Kyrie being off of my five, I think the top four for me were a lock. Steph, Luca, Ja, and Trey were, I think, in my opinion, like the locks for the top, top four. Um, so then between the five was Kyrie, Dame, Chris Paul – um chris paul obviously i think it's gonna take a little bit of a hit in the regular season i'm just not choosing him over the guys that are younger than him um and then honestly that fifth one i i kind of just chose with like kind of my kind of my heart i just i just like dame better than i like Kyrie. and if that's if that's the one that's gonna you know prove me wrong and Kyrie's gonna shut me up i'm, I'm okay with that but i'm i'm, I'm taking dame dame's a man yeah i, I think I think it's a big gap between Steph and Luca, and then the other guys. Though I think that's obvious. Oh yeah, definitely. I think like, Steph and Luca really is not that crazy. But, yeah, no, I, I literally like wrote down Luca, Steph first, and I was like, oh, who's my number three? And, and and again, Lillard was literally my number six, and I thought about putting him over Kyrie, but like, yeah, Kyrie is like the best finisher in the league. Put up like 50, 40, 90. What was it like two years ago? Like, I I still give Kyrie the gap because although he didn't play a lot of games, he wasn't like hurt, hurt. So I think next year, if he plays a full season, he's going to kill it. All right, guys, we're back with your favorite edition of The Wheel. We got favorite NBA or hoop mixtape. Worst NBA fans, new addition to The Wheel. Favorite finals matchup hasn't been selected yet. An NBA hot take. So let's get into it. Let's spin and see what we got. Today, we're going to be talking about (laughs) an NBA hot take, which we talked about last week. Let's get into another hot take that we might have. 
I want to, Ethan, you can go first if you have one. All right. Um, I wouldn't. So my hot take, <laughs> this might be a hot take. I I think Giannis Antetokounmpo could, is, is on pace at least or could be the best player to ever play basketball. Yes, I like this. And hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. <laughs> NBA champion in Milwaukee, that is, that's like an absurd they were down 202. It's like just the whole theatrics of that. Him crying on the sidelines just hits different. Yeah. Uh, and, and he had the moment. He had the block. And then, yeah, like, he had the, oh my God, the block, the oops, staying into the camera. So many iconic like photos and moments from that finals. Uh, Six time All Star, four time uh, first team de- defensive player of the year, two time MVP back to back. 27, 28 years old right now. Uh, 27 years old, going to be 28 in December. Still in the prime. He did all that before he's like ascending to the prime of his career. I just think his accolades, when it's all said and done, he's not. He's obviously not going to have the championships that uh, LeBron or Jordan have, even Kareem. You can get really. to four. I think you get to he four. He's in Milwaukee. Depends how good and how yeah. good he stays for how long. He'll just like. Right, let's just say if he, gets, if, if he has three chips, his accolades, though, are going to be, like, ludicrous. They're going to be on par with, like, Kareem, LeBron, Duncan. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I just – it's just, like, he's an easy guy to root for. I don't think – any like, if you say that in the future, 10 years down the road, nobody's going to be, like – unless he does something drastic to change his personality. It's not going to be, like, LeBron where people are, like, oh, no, we hate him. He did this. He did that. Uh, he's just a likable guy, easy guy to root for, considering, like, he, he was never – the chosen one like LeBron. Uh, he, he didn't play basketball his whole life like Jordan. He, he just sprouted onto the scene after a couple of years in Greece. The accolades are there. I mean, he's on, this guy's accolades are ridiculous for 27 years old. So I think, why not? If he keeps it going, if he stays healthy, I knock on wood. I hope he stays healthy. I hope that for everybody. Sky's a limit for this guy. I seriously think at the end of the day, he could be. Ben, you probably are the most disagreement. You want to go first? Yeah. Uh, I love Giannis. I think he's the man. Um, he took that leap to win the title, get past, you know, the, the walls, the walls of defense. That was his uh, his enemy in those early couple of years. Um, but I just think like, all right, so here's the thing. So he took a couple, he definitely took some years off his career becoming into who he is now. So that's many years off of guys who came into the year into the league immediately being a top five, top three player and all those stats and all those, you know, accolades that they're accumulating those early years. So Giannis had a slower start. He's hit a ridiculous stride these past four years. So now from here on out, how long do we think? Like, I think the biggest thing like is do we think a guy of this size and athletic like game predicated off strength and athleticism and you know whatever how much longer is his prime gonna last because you said 27 he's gonna be like you know just starting his prime like i don't know does he have the shack type build where like at a certain age you know that burst in athleticism and strength kind of just like wilters like i don't know like i think the, the players that last longer are obviously the perimeter guys who you know are just jump shots and all the things like that like how long how much longer is he going to be this sort of physical freak if he does this past like 35 like hold like i don't know i mean his build is crazy the the way he's put on the muscle he's put on 
since he came into the league. So it's like he hasn't really shown crazy fatigue yet, I would say. I think especially now with the way NBA is – it's not like the 90s where guys are just able to bang. Like that would probably suck. You'd just be getting elbows from like Lambie or Mahorn, all those guys. Now the NBA has opened up more spacing. I Like this – in that Celtics series, he was doing like Shaq-esque things, just going oh, – yeah. 40 and 20 on, on 60%. It's like, I don't, I don't, 35 is a long time. That's, that's eight years from now. We're going to be 28 at that point. But like, I, I think it's not crazy to say that he keeps it going. If he keeps his body in shape, I think LeBron's kind of shown the blueprint that guys could do it, that they're physical specimens. I think Giannis is a physical specimen. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I think like two years ago, yeah, there'd be like serious concerns about once his like athleticism kind of drains, but he's shown a lot of like development in his overall skill, whether that be ball handling, like finishing, all that stuff. What I'd say on like the GOAT is, as Ben said, like he's not going to have the career totals because he wasn't that good to start out. So I don't think, I don't think he'll ever be the GOAT. But I think in like 20 years, if you said that he was in his prime, the best player ever in terms of like that, because he literally has won the deploy, was an MVP, gives you like 30, 14 and seven. Like, I think that's like the boat best of all time because I think LeBron's the best of all time, but I think Jordan's the goat. So I think like in his prime, there'll be a serious argument for him being the great, the best of all time, but I don't think he'll ever have the accolades. And I think he will fall off sooner than like a LeBron. Yeah, yeah. I'm not even saying, yeah, I can com- I completely agree with that take, Mike. Like literally everything you said. I yeah, it's not even that he needs to fall off like crazy early. It's just like, yeah, the combination of the slow start and a maybe earlier decline than, you know, a, a Kareem and or a LeBron who just played for so long that they're just go accolades are just like well so Whatever. hard to achieve i'd say like luka Doncic has a has a better chance of achieving achieving those kind of accolades but once yeah. again he's not like you know the defensive player Giannis. so it's all different arguments but like i say the accolades are the biggest thing yeah that that are uh working against Giannis right now but if he wins yeah. once of rings then that's different but he has to win like five or four but one um tidbit i just want to say before i pass it off to one of you for your hot take and this stat just always enamors me he's one of three players to win Defensive player of the year, MVP, finals MVP in the same year. Hakeem and Michael Jordan were the other two. And Hakeem, you could honestly, I mean, he was a beast those two years. Jordan went out of the league, so that's why he is in that kind of category. But just an absurd trio of accolades to win in one year. I I respect the hell out of that. So um, which one of you guys wants to take your hot take next? I'll go first. (laughs) Uh, Last week, I said the Atlanta Hawks should be in the top tier like Eastern Conference teams. I'm moving to the West. The Denver Nuggets will win the Western Conference. Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. are healthy. Literally weren't healthy last year. Still were like a 46 and 36 team. I think, yeah, that adds up. Uh, Like still a very good team with Jokic as like, who was his second best player? Like Will Barton, like, or Aaron Gordon. If you add, even, even if you don't think Michael Porter Jr. is going to take another step. Last time we saw him, he was 20 and nine on like, 40% from three. Jamal Murray's 21, four and four, five and five on like 40% from three. Like it's a big if. It's a massive if. And I don't even think they'll probably be healthy. Something will happen. But like this team, 
has been screwed by injuries so much the past couple of years. And we saw it. We got a glimpse of it in the bubble when they made the Western Conference Finals. And Michael Porter Jr., I don't even know if he was playing. And if he was, it was only his like second year. So he was like averaging like 13 and five. So if this team is healthy, they're in the top tier. And I think they win the West. So I don't want any excuses for this take. Um, I don't think it's like crazy. Would you say? Are you going into your take or are you talking about Mike's? No, I'm talking about Mike's. Oh, so okay. so my thing is I, I do like the roster upgrades outside of their injuries. I think Bruce Brown's a great fit for them. Um, didn't they also get KCP? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I like that shooting on the perimeter with Yoko just passing, obviously. So I like their roster construction, but for, just for no excuses for this take, so we can book it and we can mark it and we can come back to it. How many games does both Michael Porter Jr. And Jamal Murray have to play for you to consider it uh, like healthy-ish, like a healthy season. As long as they're in the playoffs and they're healthy, you know what I'm saying like okay, okay. Like like if if they played 30 each, but it's 30 to end the season and they're playing, they're heading into the playoffs healthy. And only those three, obviously, if like KCP is hurt and then they lose in the playoffs, they're not gonna be like, oh, they didn't have KCP. Like the out of their big three, if their big three is healthy come playoff time, they didn't make it out of the West. Yeah, I was. I went through the 2016 NBA draft for a TikTok. Uh, I, I said Jamal Murray could be the second best player on a championship team. I firmly believe that he should. It was the bubble, but I mean, this kid could ball. Um, Michael Porter Jr. might fit that category a little more, just because he his ceiling's a little higher. But I still think, I still think Jamal Murray is like he's a top 10 point guard when he's healthy. I'm yeah. begging that he gets healthy this year. It was crazy. There, there was rumors about him coming back at the end of the last year. I don't think that would have been smart at all. Rest them up, get them ready for this season. And, I mean, they got the back-to-back MVP. I love that KC's, KCP move, even though I, I have a Nuggets fan that loves Will the Thrill. Um, so he wasn't very pleased about it because he's kind of the heart and soul. But KCP is going to upgrade from Will Barton for sure. Yeah. And Aaron Gordon, that contract's horrendous, in my opinion. Four for 80 for him is just yeah not aging like like fine wine, but yeah, they got the, they got a solid starting five if they're healthy. What they go? They, they go got Murray. bones. They got bones on the bench. Murray, KCP, Porter Jr., Gordon, and Jokic. I mean, yeah, that, that that's pretty dang good. So you got Jokic, you got a shot. Yeah, it's all this year. Yeah, and then you, and you have Ish Bones, uh, Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown, yeah, we talked about him. Uh, oh, they just signed a big man. Oh, uh, unfortunately, they signed DeAndre Jordan, I believe. <laughs> uh, let me just check. It. I'm I'm very confident they signed uh, DeAndre well, Jordan. We can send oh. our we can send our apologies to Denver for watching that. Yeah, every night. yeah. So their bench, I guess you would say, is probably Ish slash Bones, Bruce Brown, uh, Uncle Jeff, Zeke oh. Nagy, DeAndre Jordan, uh, Demarcus Cousins. Actually, showed like some okay. I think he's a free agent, but okay. It said he was on the road, and then they yeah, just drafted, yeah, yeah. Um, they drafted that kid Christian Brown from uh, Kansas, who won a national championship. And oh, okay. he's, gonna bench. he's gonna be like an okay three and D off the bench guy, I think for sure. So, yeah, not a bad take, Mike. I guess yeah, I'm gonna have to go put, in a, go put in a bet slip. Yeah, Ben. Ben, what do you got? Okay, my hot take is based on the presumably. Uh, number one overall pick coming in the next draft is Victor Wembenyama's growth slightly concerning. I'm seeing reports that he is seven four, 
and potentially going to be seven five. Do we? Although that's like absolutely crazy, and I just watched a clip on Twitter of him shooting a step back three from half court, and it looked like Kevin Durant. I'm not even just saying that his shot form looked like Kevin Durant looked effortless from half court and it went in. But if he's a legitimate seven four to seven five, are there major concerns with his health for a 15 year NBA career or for what it should be? Yeah, I'd say, I'd say I, I believe so. I believe so. Yeah, I, I'd say, yeah, I'd say, yeah. I said with Holmgren, who's only like seven one, but built like a twig, uh, like that. Like that's like I think they'll both be fantastic players. But yeah, it's like centers in the NBA usually don't last, especially at that height that long. Uh, but yeah, in terms of when he's playing, he looks so skilled. It's gonna be interesting to see how he does in the Euro League this year because you look at like Luka Doncic took like a major step from like seventeen year old. He was like nine, four and four. Then he became like the MVP of the Euro League. So if Wembanyama doesn't take that next step, then maybe I'll be concerned about his game. I'm not gonna like watch his Euro League games. I'll be honest, but like, but yeah, I think the height is a little bit concerning. Yeah. It- it's concerning, but I, I'm the same. It's concerning, but I'm not concerned. I'll preface it that way because, I mean, you, this kid has so much skill. Uh, that I'm, the video you're talking about, Ben, he's hitting a, he's hitting a shot from the logo. I mean, we've never seen somebody this size do this. Uh, there's, I, I just, I, I've never obviously seen one of his games. I watch highlights because I'm begging that OKC trades everything for him. Uh, like on the defensive side of the ball, he's jet times like 50 i, I mean he he hold, he bodied chet in the france usa game for yeah. the uh u17 um olympics i believe it was and, he, and he's a year or two younger right he i like i'm to to answer your take like i'm concerned but not i'm i'm not concerned i think he's going to be just fine i've never seen a kid in my time like do this as a prospect he's hitting step backs he's, his, his handle is superb for a big man he's yeah. no he's, no but i i don't mean it as like concerning for his game his game no, is I know, for if, if you're looking to draft a guy who's supposed to be potentially the best player in the nba for 15 years yeah. like or 10 years because of his height whatever but like what if he, it, like you know injuries just hit him early and, and it's like the biggest yeah. boss and you trade everything for him it's like whoa you could say that about a lot of guys down now like what yeah. if yeah it's God. just it's just like that is the clear number one prospect. That's the holy grail. I'd be just appalled if if somebody's sitting one one next year and they decide no, let me take let me take Scoot Henderson. <laughs> uh, but yeah, twenty twenty three draft is loaded. I I keep making the comparison. That's like the two thousand three draft. You got a prospect in Victor Webinyana that's like LeBron James, and you got some other guys that are kind of like the mellow D Wade, talented esque players, but. This, this kid is something I've never seen, that's for sure. Agree, agree. Hot take, but, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's concerning, but I'd still take it if I was 1-1. It's like you can't pass up on that. Yeah, agreed. A guy that's 7-5 and can shoot, dribble, block shots. That doesn't grow on trees. Awesome. But, all right. Um, so you guys all good? Yeah. All good. Uh, sweet. So, everyone, thank you for tuning in to another episode, episode three of the Backcourt Boys. Uh, have a great weekend. Don't forget to leave a like, a comment, and subscribe to the channel. And we'll see you guys whenever.